You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What up, world? Welcome and all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog and theboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from UTB and from Riders, your humble host on the Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, September 14th, 2023. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe healthy, and that you're excited because we're now at week two of the NFL season. We're very close uh, to getting rid of all the like, well, it's the first Monday night game and it's the first Thursday night game, right? Like in about a week, everything will kind of feel normal. We'll have enough behind us and obviously a lot in front of us. And so uh, hopefully the cooler weather comes with that too. I know I've been complaining about it being hot as has basically everybody these days. Uh, It's been a weird week for the Cowboys. It's been an, an awesome week, obviously, but weird in terms of spinning forward. I think we all were anticipating, you know, looking forward to the matchup against Aaron Rodgers and the Cowboys finally getting a win at home against him. Uh, and unfortunately, he suffered the season-ending injury on Monday night, uh, which dramatically changes the landscape of the Jets. And it's really difficult for an outsider to properly contextualize something like this with regards to how the fan base that's been impacted the most feels, um, right? Like, I think we've kind of experienced that. Like, uh, there are fans that try to, you know, put themselves in our shoes when things happen with the Cowboys. And, and it's just kind of, a, you don't get it. You know, you don't know what we're going through. This is this is our thing right now. And so um, I think we all feel for Aaron Rodgers and for the Jets and, and for Jets fans. But I wanted to sit down with one that I know really well to kind of get the the full 101 on, on what's happening with them and, and kind of what to expect from them, obviously, on Sunday as Bear Sweeks a toy in the background here in my office. And so the best Jets fan I know, thank you, Bear, is Jake Asman uh, from the Jake Asman Show. Uh, you'll hear at the beginning I mentioned it. I met Jake at Super Bowl Radio Row and have hung out with him there a few different times over the years. He's wildly talented uh, and has an insane passion for sports media in general, but certainly uh, for the New York Jets, his New York Jets. And so uh, I'm going to go ahead and set you up with that. Jake is awesome. We had a great conversation. Like I said, what to expect from the Jets without Aaron Rodgers and and all these, you know, I was going to say honestly and ultimately at the same time, honestly and ultimately just kind of uh, a bit of processing or, or a look at how Jets fans are processing this news. So without further ado, here he is. Jake Asman joins us next right here on the Ocho. Please now to be joined by the one and only, the legendary, the supremely handsome, a great friend of mine. Uh, we've actually uh, hung out together in several different cities, which isn't true for most people I work and interact with these days, just given uh, the way the world works and operates in 2023. From the Jake Asman Show, it is Jake Asman. I mean, uh, what an appropriate name for my buddy Jake. Uh, Jake, happy, uh, happy week two in the NFL. Happy week two, RJ. It was great to catch up with you, man. So I appreciate you having me on. Um, you are the most sports radio e person that I know. 
Um, and I say that in the you know most complimentary sort of way. Uh, I've interacted with a lot of radio people. You, um, I, I mean, we met you, uh, me and my friends from San Antonio, when you were still in college, right? Is that correct? Um, you guys like, or it was like a collegiate show that y'all were doing. And I think it was Minnesota at the time when we first met, or it might've been Houston. So one year out of college, I believe, cause I think it was the Minnesota Super Bowl where our tables at radio row were right, right next to each other. Right. So, uh, I was one year out, I was working for a small, you know, internet station on the East end of long Island and, you know, kind of like, you know, found a way to kind of somehow get a press credential to go to radio row. And we were just hustling for guests. Like a lot of people do that week. And, you guys were awesome, and getting a chance to kind of be next to you guys throughout the week was a uh, was a blast, man. That was a fun Super Bowl. You guys killed it. Um, it was one of those like, man, they just have guests rolling in and in and in and in. I don't know how you all slept, uh, but that was um, that was the coldest week of my life in Minnesota. Oh, 100%. I don't think it gets colder than that week, man. What was it, like negative 25 with the wind chill? It was nuts. Yeah, I'm not from the East Coast. Uh, I'm from deep South Texas. So, like, I mean, I'm real soft on that stuff. Uh, but um, it was um, quite the awakening, to say the least. Um, <laughs> much like I'm sure has been your experience, you are also uh, the most New York Jets person that I know. Uh, full disclosure for everyone, I asked Jake last week uh, to come on. Uh, it was before uh, the world flipped upside down uh, for New York Jets fans. Um, and like the man of his word, he is, uh, he's powering through what have the last few days been like Jake, the whole NFL world obviously knows about the Aaron Rodgers story and the, you know, dramatic kind of terrible nature of it all. It's been surreal, RJ. I'm still trying to like find the words to like process it. I've done a couple radio hits. I've tried to do my show these last couple of days. And it's just like, you, you, you go through like just the different stages of grief with it. Like it, it hasn't really sit in that, you know, here's the guy who meant everything to this franchise, seemingly did everything right from showing up to every OTA, every training camp practice. The world got to watch him up close on hard knocks and see the way he truly is away from, you know, maybe what your preconceived notion of the guy was. And to, to have it all end just four snaps in before his Achilles snaps, man, it's just, it, it, it's brutal. Like that that's the word I keep coming back to, brutal, cruel. It's just, it's a, it's a fan base that is so passionate, loves their team. Has not made the playoffs since 2010. We finally felt like, hey, we we have the team, and you have a guy who can get you get you there, get you over the top, make you a true contender, and it's gone just like that. And I think what's really cruel, especially, is you watch the rest of that game. The Jets win. It's an unbelievable performance by their defense. They score a touchdown to win on special teams in overtime, and it kind of just reaffirmed what I knew as a fan watching them last year that they they were a quarterback away and. You know, they go out there, they have this great win on Monday without said quarterback. They were they're able to win with Zach Wilson, who kind of rallied them a little bit and made some plays when he had to. And you're just thinking, man, it's it's last year all over again, but this could have been so much more if if Aaron Rodgers is able to stay healthy and he goes down four plays in. It's just it's brutal, man. There's no other way to describe it. Yeah, there's no prize for this. Um, but I do think it is hitting and it I want to say should, but should hit Jets fans harder than it would hit anybody else in a similar situation uh, because this is such a scorned fan base. And, and my perception is that over the offseason, since Aaron arrived, there was this letting of the guard down, right? This like, okay, we're, we're willing to believe, we're willing to cast aside our, our preconceived notions about what this franchise is limited by, like all the history and all the past. Uh, and so to kind of, you know, be willing to love again, and to have it burned so quickly is just, I mean, it's, you, you, it is cruel. Like, it is the one of the more cruel things I've seen happen to an NFL fan base. It, it, it's, 
it's just hard, man, because you think about it. They have the longest playoff drought in professional sports. It's, it's them and the Buffalo Sabres. Like, the last time the Jets made the playoffs, Rex Ryan was in his second year with Mark Sanchez in his second year. Like, the Jets have been, you know, they, they've been the team that everyone loves to make fun of. Ah, same old Jets. They're a joke. Right. And, and Rodgers comes here, defied same old Jets. It's like they have the offensive and defensive rookie of the years. They have a first-team All-Pro in Quinn and Williams. They had Brees Hall, who you know, was probably going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year if he didn't go down in Week 7 last year. So you have all this talent. You win seven games last year with Zach Wilson for nine games, Mike White, and the corpse of Joe Flacco, and you're like, we're just a quarterback away from really being one of the better teams in the league. And you have that guy, he goes down. It's just it's the history of the Jets. They're they're always they're always the 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 team that's a quarterback away, or when they have been, you know, a playoff team, a good team, it's always well, great defense and a running game. That's how they gotta win. It's like, man, we wanted to win because we had Aaron Rodgers with a great defense who's gonna throw the ball to Garrett Wilson and turn that guy into Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. And it's just it, it's just brutal, man. Like it's it, it, I, I'm still processing it because it's like you spend all offseason excited, ready for this team to be one thing. And now it's right back to Zach Wilson, who statistically was the worst quarterback in football last year. There's no other way to put it. Yeah. Um, and obviously the impact of that has been felt. I'm, I'm sure you've seen the line moved. Uh, Dallas opened his three point favorites for this game. I think it's up to nine and a half right now. Um, and that's another kind of interesting dynamic here is, is his role within the team and how um, he sort of I don't think he got enough credit for kind of willingly embracing, you know, his newfound role uh, takes a big person to kind of, you know, own up to your failures or whatever uh, and do it so jovially the way that he has. Um, and so I understand Robert Sala saying, like, I don't understand why everyone's pronouncing our season to be dead. Well, I think we understand. Robert. I mean, <laughs> I can think, of, you know, we're, we're all on the same page here. Um, so to have to kind of revert back to that is really at the very least interesting thing to have to watch as um, you know, frustrating and painful as, as it is for you and other Jets fans. But um, do you have any hopes? I mean, again, I know that sounds like a joke, but like, do you have any hopes that maybe Zach Wilson after an off season's worth of tutoring from Aaron Rodgers, can be an improved player because Cowboys fans have been burned themselves. They know not to make too much out of a 40 to nothing win in that very building. And, and they know that that can fall apart very quickly. That being one to no means nothing. No doubt. And look, I'll, I'll say this for Zach Wilson. He did make a couple plays on Monday night, man. Like, I, I had no faith in him when they're down 13-3 to three at the half. He throws this brutal interception. But, you know, they don't need him to be right for them to win. Like, this Jets defense is probably as good as any in the league, maybe besides, you know, your team's defense because we know how good the Cowboys' front is. Like, the Jets will be in in this game on Sunday. Like, I, I don't know if they're going to win. It's going to be hard to win when Zach Wilson is such an unknown at this point. But the way I look at it is if Rodgers being there makes him a tick better, if Nathaniel Hackett, who's coordinated a top 10 offense with Blake Bortles and that team led the NFL in rushing in 2017, could do something similar with Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. If, you know, the, the 20 dropbacks Zach Wilson potentially has, 10 of those targets go to Garrett Wilson. Like, Brees, I mentioned Brees, but AVT, their, their all-pro guard is now back in the line. Makai Becton looked great at right tackle the other night. Like, if Zach Wilson could just be mediocre, they, they should be able to be in a lot of games. It's just he was so bad last year, RJ, that even me saying if he could just be mediocre seems like a stretch. Now, I understand why Salah says he's our guy. He's got to say that publicly. They can't get a new quarterback in this quickly. Right. And the reality is, like, he knows the offense. He's been there. He does for at least this week give them the best chance to win. But, I mean, it's just deflating. But, you know, I will say that locker room believes, man, they do. And I think the Jets are well coached. So if you have that and you have a running game and a good defense – you know, we've seen crazier things happen. They can compete in some of these games. 
I don't think it's it certainly wouldn't be unheard of uh, to see kind of a rally from the Jets, right? This like nobody believes in us, whatever. Again, it's understandable why Robert Sala would say what he did. Um, it's only been you and I are recording this on Wednesday. It's only been not even 48 hours, obviously, since the injury first happened. Your initial read on this, um, because initially, like the immediate moment, understandably, was like devastation, right? Even, you know, there was the Garrett Wilson line about the sorry kid, things like that. Um, do you view this in your estimation and your coverage as the Jets kind of picking themselves up and dusting themselves off? Or are they allowing for some, you know, very understandable uh, decompression, maybe a little bit of a pity party? Like, again, that's completely and totally fair game here, given all the circumstances. You know, the fact that they came back and won that game tells me that, you know what, they, they, they understand how significant it is. But, you know, they may be kind of using it as a rally cry, like, hey, let's win this for Aaron. You know, look, look what he did. Look, he showed us the you showed us how to win. He believed in us. We still got the talent to win. And, you know, to, to the Jets credit, I mean, they beat one of the supposedly best teams in the league down 13 to three at halftime. Right. Like the, the, the defense is legit. Like, you know, they have they, they, they have the ability to keep them in any game. Because they just that that's kind of what they've done. Like they did that all even when the Jets were collapsing at the end of last year. Go look at the points allowed. Like I think the most right. they allowed in any of those games was you know like twenty seven to the Seahawks when their season was clearly over at that point. Like they they for a season they only allowed eighteen point six points per game. So they think they're gonna be in every game now. They have the horses on offense to maybe kind of mask the deficiencies at quarterback, but it's still gonna be tough. Like I I don't think it's hit in. Hey, we're screwed at this point, but. If Zach plays poor against Dallas, then they play the Patriots and Belichick the following week. Last year, I don't need to remind any Jeff fan this, the two worst games of Zach Wilson's season were both against Belichick. And that essentially got him benched and started the whole, you know, Mike White era, so to speak. Short-lived that was. But that's what started it, you know, a season ago. So, you know, it, right, right now I think they have confidence in the team. But if he struggles on Sunday and then he doesn't bounce back against Belichick, all of a sudden it's like, well, here we go again. And then you play the Chiefs and this thing starts to spiral. So, they got to find a way to just let Zach Wilson not lose them the game. Maybe he won't win you the game, but can they stay afloat with Zach Wilson just not being asked to do too much? And is that enough to maybe kind of win nine games, ten games maybe with this defense and still be a playoff team? I, I don't know, but that's got to be their path that they're going to still have a season. The same make, uh, Mike White, excuse me, who started his career with the Cowboys. Um, every right. Cowboys fan kind of was really enjoying that run. Just, you know, you know how it is. Um, I'm really interested. I So you were obviously in, you know, an entirely understandable world of emotions on Monday night. Um, the discourse that I was experiencing unfold on the Internet was all directed at Josh Allen. Uh, so I mean, in no way to take away from the defensive performance of the Jets on Monday night. But I do think it was certainly aided and abetted by Josh Allen and his erratic decision making as a fan of an AFC East team. You know that better than I do. Sure. Um, and it felt like Monday night, the national media caught up a little bit to that. Um, like, like people kind of maybe had the, the fog in front of their eyes lifted. Um, I've said before, I don't think anyone's gotten more out of a loss than Josh Allen did in the divisional round against the chiefs like that, that turned him into like this martyr for, you know, national media, just like thinking like, Oh my gosh, this dude is Mahomes. He just lost this game. I like Josh Allen for the record, but, um, I'm really fascinated to see Dak Prescott go up against this jets defense one week after Josh Allen did. And if he doesn't, you know, I'm not saying Dak has to throw for 350 yards, but if he just stays out of his own way, I think that that proves a, a big and stark difference um, in terms of erratic decision-making that is more associated with Josh Allen, or should be at least, than it was Dak Prescott. I mean, you saw the headlines over the offseason and the interceptions from last year. So that's my long way of saying, are you worried about facing Dak Prescott? You believe in this defense, but um, coming off of facing Josh Allen, does he scare you? Does the Cowboys offense scare you? We know the Cowboys defense understandably does, especially given the Zach Wilson factor. 
But does Dak Prescott and what Mike McCarthy is going to do as an offensive play caller worry you? Look, I, I'd be worried just because, you know, even the Jets defense plays well, like they still could easily lose because they just might not be able to score enough points. I, I To be honest, I don't think there's any quarterback that like, quote unquote, worries me. Like this was a Jets defense that didn't allow a 300 yard passer at all last year. Like they, they, they they're good, man, whether it was Allen or beating Rodgers last year or, you know, even containing Joe Burrow the way they did at the beginning of the last season. Like they they basically have played a lot of really good quarterbacks and have proven they're legit. What concerns me about the Cowboys is. You know, they're, they're just how how nasty that defense is. I think Dak is a is a good quarterback, um, and, and I do agree with you with Josh Allen, by the way. But what concerns me with the Jets is, like, they had this great win. As good as the defense is, it is not sustainable to have four turnovers every game. Sure. It is not sustainable to then get a special teams touchdown. They're going to need to score points offensively, and if Zach Wilson can't do that, I, like, I don't care who the quarterback is. Uh, for the Cowboys, like as long as they score at least 13 points, that might be enough given the state of the Jets offense. Like I, I just I, I have all these different unknown feelings on what this offense looks like with Zach, because the last time I saw him play as the starter, he was awful and he was OK on Monday. But, you know, that throw to Garrett Wilson, where he makes one of the greatest catches you ever see, that was a bad throw that Garrett Wilson bailed him out on. So I'm like, I can't even say, well, great job, you know, throwing that touchdown pass because, you know, Garrett Wilson is in, is superhuman. So it's going to be a lot, man. It's going to be tough. I'll be at that game on Sunday. I'm flying down to Dallas for it. I'm excited to see that stadium. And here I am thinking Aaron Rodgers, as you guys know, you know, seemingly owns the Cowboys. He's not going to be there to do it. It's yeah, true. I don't know. Maybe you did know um, or do know. Um, he's never lost there. Obviously, that's still true. Um, and obviously won the Super Bowl there with Mike McCarthy. Uh, they got to match up last year at Lambeau. That was really cool. And I think as Cowboys fans, like, look, I mean, Nobody, nobody likes it. At least nobody should like injuries. And so it was really kind of this huge bummer because everybody was looking forward to the test of Rodgers, especially coming off of Sunday night. It was like, okay, that's great. But, you know, did it against Daniel Jones. Can you, can you get to Aaron Rodgers the exact same way? Can, you know, the Cowboys beat Tom Brady for the first time last year in the wild card round. Can you beat Aaron Rodgers at home? And so yep. um, it, the, the entire NFL was really robbed of, of just something really special, I think, this season. Um, but I, I do think that that's why some people will still kill Dak for whatever. That's just kind of like heavy is the head that, that wears the crown he does. Uh, but I don't I don't think Dak needs to do a lot to your point. Like, I think let Zach Wilson try to win this game and in the process potentially lose it. Right. Like um, and that's why I think we could see a similar stat line from last week. I mean, Dak Prescott didn't light the world on fire, but he might not have to. I mean, if Zach Wilson is turning the ball over, whatever the case may be, um, what would impress you for the Cowboys to do? Like, what would you you know, you said you're going to the game. What, how would you leave and go? Holy crap. I didn't I didn't think that that could happen against my team. If they if they score more than like twenty four points, I'd be like, you know, that's 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 pretty good. Now, it, I guess it depends how they do it, right? Like, you look at the game on Sunday night against the Giants. You know, they're just uh, Dak in that offense. Like, there's, they didn't really have to do much because you know the Giants were turning the ball over. You had the brutal play on special teams. They got it going on the missed kick. So, you know, if, if Dak looks good against the Jets defense, that would impress me because the Jets, to their credit, have have really done a good job. You know, just fighting, finding a way to keep them in games, despite the fact there, there there's a clear deficiency in the matchup at quarterback. And now the Jets enter almost every game this year where you feel like they have the worst quarterback, unless Zach proves me wrong and he could take a big step forward, which it seems like an unknown at this point. Um, I've turned into a bit of a Mike McCarthy guy. I, I didn't see that like character arc in my own life. Um, that's just kind of the way things go. Um, you know how it is. Like sometimes you just have to defend something, and you ju it just kind of becomes you know a take that you you hold really passionately. Mike McCarthy interviewed for the Jets job several years ago, and I, I understand right now you're probably feeling an incredibly you know different amount of love for Robert Sala uh, again in the fallout of everything on Monday night. So 
I don't, I'm not, and my question isn't, do you prefer Mike McCarthy to Robert Sala, but um, do you at least wonder, I mean, based on the success that McCarthy has had in his time with the Cowboys, what that would have looked like if he had taken the Jets job? Yeah, well, I mean, I wanted Mike McCarthy as the Jet head coach, but remember, Mike McCarthy interviewed uh, and they went with Adam Gase. So, <laughs> like, think about that. So I wanted Mike McCarthy. Uh, to me, it was a no-brainer. He had won a Super Bowl. He had been a winning coach in Green Bay. Like, that was the guy I wanted the Jets to hire. They didn't. They hire Adam Gase. It's an unmitigated disaster for two years. It never should have happened. And and I'll say this about Mike McCarthy. I don't think he's a great coach, but the way he's talked about, it's as if he's one of the worst coaches in the league, and he's not. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sit here and say he's, he's phenomenal, he's this, he's that, because I do think there's some fair criticisms of the guy, you know, for only winning one ring with Rodgers and, and, and all that and some of the things that's happened in Dallas. But, you know, like him or not, the guy's got a really good career record, and people, you know, fawn over Sean Payton. Mike McCarthy's resume is just as good as Sean Payton. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not a McCarthy guy, so to speak, but I do think we got to be fair. This idea he's this terrible coach is nonsense. He's not. Um, I think you earned a lot of points with people for bringing up Sean Payton because uh, you mentioned, I mean, like, look, it's fair to penalize Mike McCarthy for having only one Super Bowl with one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Well, Sean Payton had Drew Brees and right. not only only won one Super Bowl, but also went seven to nine three years in a row. Um, he, he really is Mike McCarthy with just a lot better PR and better friends in the national media, um, it would seem. Um, so I know it's difficult to offer a prediction, so I don't need you to offer like a score or a winner, but like, what is your prediction for like how it will unfold? Maybe it's like, I have absolutely no idea, but this is a really unique thing. Like, what are you expecting to see? What what can you predict, I guess, at this point? I think it's going to be a close game. I do. Because I just think, it, I just because everyone's going to be on the Cowboys this week. They're going to be picking against Zach Wilson. The bet, the, 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 uh, the public bets are all going to be on Dallas. And then I think, you know, when the Jets are kind of at their best when they're an underdog, you know, that's, they, the style was really good when they were healthy last year, when they were six and three, seven and four. They were an underdog in every game. They, they beat the Bills last year as a 13 and a half point underdog. They should have beat the Patriots twice last year if Zach Wilson didn't barf all over himself. They did, they did go into Lambeau. And beat Aaron Rodgers a year ago. You know they did go into Denver, and look, I know you know Denver was a mess last year, but they did go into Denver, a tough place to play, and went on the road. So the Jets have actually been a better road team the last year than they have been at home. So I expect a close game. It's just you know it's tough for me to sit here and pick the Jets to win when I just don't know what they are on offense. So I think Dallas probably wins a close game, but uh, it wouldn't shock me if you know the Jets did win just because you know the the narrative after Week One is Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl, best defense in the league. Holy crap, look what they did. And I think it might be more so that the Giants actually, I think, are very overrated relative to what uh, their expectations are. So we'll see. Uh, but I, I, if I had to make a pick, I'd, I'd pick Dallas to win. But I do think it's a close game. Uh, two very quick hitters for you, Jake, and then we'll get out of here. Um, one, the last time the Jets visited the Cowboys was in 2015. It was a Jet win on a Saturday night. Uh, the Fitzpatrick game. Yeah. Yes. Do you yes. recall who the Cowboys quarterback was? That I think the Cowboys quarterback was Kellen Moore, right? Um, not in terms of who started it, but that is the answer I was fishing for. Matt, uh, Matt Castle started it and did something I've never seen before. He threw an interception while getting called for intentional grounding. Uh, I'd never seen that happen before That's until right. um, that happened in that game. Uh, but yeah, then Kellen Moore relieved him. Um, and then shortly after entered the, uh, the world of coaching. So, uh, my last that one was a has... close game, that game had no business being close. I remember watching that game being like the Jets cause the Jets needed to win that game to keep their playoff hopes alive. And like I just remember, like they have to, they cannot lose this game to Kellen Moore and Matt Castle. 
it was really um that was you know i think about seasons where i've kind of been where you are you know when tony romo would get hurt certainly when dak prescott got hurt that was tony romo's um year where he missed 12 games and the nfc east was so bad that the cowboys were still kind of in the the mix at that point but everyone had kind of punted their hopes on the season at that point um that led to the zeke elliott pick and the dak prescott pick and everything blah 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 blah. uh my last one has nothing to do with this but it's super important uh who's winning the world series because i know you're a houston astros believer yeah, you know, I, I saw they lost to the A's last night, which is Dude, that was yikes. Tough. Yeah, that's I mean, they, they let the Rangers get right back into uh, the division conversation after they owned their asses, uh, what, what was that, last week already? It was like 39 to 10, right, over the series? It was yeah. You know, as someone who did, you know, you know, radio in Houston for five years, it, it's tough for me to pick against the Astros because I've just seen this too many times. I do think this is probably their weakest team they've had during this, like, dynastic run right. they have been on, and it's so tough to win back-to-back. There's a reason why it hasn't happened since, you know, the late 90s Yankees dynasty. They were able to accomplish that. But uh, would it shock me if the Astros got to the World Series and then won it all? Absolutely not. I, I just tend to try and fade against the team that won the previous year because we haven't seen a back-to-back winner. So I'll say the Braves, but it That's wouldn't fair. shock me if it's a Braves-Astros World Series rematch from a couple of years ago. Yeah, I was really kind of hoping for a Braves-Dodgers rematch, but LA's just lost so much juice. Like, And it's difficult to not believe in LA right now. I think that's fair. They're loaded, um, man. It's, it's, it's tough. But the Astros, I mean, you just you can't count them out. They always seemingly find a way to get it done. So, you know, they lost last night. Like, to me, I'm still making a pick who's going to win the AL West. I still would go with the Astros. They'll probably sweep Baltimore, right? Like, that. that's, like, exactly what they'll do. They'll, like, come out of this and then, like, sweep them, and they'll be like, well, holy crap, here they come. But anyway. They've been brutal at home this year, man. It's been weird how they have not well, won games they have made. Now there's the like conversation about the batter's eye and that's like affecting them, whatever. Uh, but either way, uh, Jake, uh, I hope you enjoy your trip. I hope you have a wonderful trip. Get some Whataburger. That's always um, a, a must, I think, when you stop in the Lone Star State. Offer all the plugs. The Jake Aspen Show is a must. Uh, everywhere people can access you. Yeah, uh, Jake Aspen on YouTube is where you can find me. And then uh, you'll hear me on 98.7 ESPN New York as well. So uh, basically those two things is what I'm up to these days. You... Um, you're one of the hardest working people I know. Uh, and I hope that this jet season gives you something you deserve because um, you and everybody else have been waiting long enough. I appreciate uh, it, man. It's uh, you know, it, I'll tell you what, if any fan base could handle something like this, it's the jet <laughs> fan, because this is like, this is all, uh, Oh, Oh, we're, 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 we're back to being, you know, the team that everyone gets to make fun of again. Uh, we haven't seen this one before. Yeah. You're built for this um, oh. in ways that most people aren't. So um, <laughs> right. I'll definitely say that Jake, thanks so much for joining us. Have a great trip, uh, but I hope that they lose, but again, provide hope. It's like a moral win. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's signs of positivity for the future. And uh, Dallas gets it too. Hey, look, I'm a Cowboys fan this year. Cause you guys play the AFC East. So I got to root for you guys against the dolphins. I got you guys, or I, I got to root for you guys against uh, the Patriots. So I, I mean the bills, of course. So I'm all in on a, uh, you know, the Dallas Cowboys beating every team of the division besides the Jets. Well said. Thanks so much, Jake. You got it, RJ. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
want to give a big time shout out, big time thank you to Jake Asman for taking the time to join us on Twitter at Jake Asman. Highly recommend following him. That's J-A-K-E-A-S-M-A-N. Uh, Jake is awesome. Like I said, I go way back with him and it was really helpful to kind of hear some contextualizing for what this week, what these last few days have been like for the Jets. Uh, I mentioned it um, in the conversation that he and I had. We recorded on Wednesday morning. I'm putting the finishing touches on this episode uh, Wednesday evening-ish. It's about five o'clock. Uh, central time for me and so I told him and I'll say it now because it's still true when I'm recording this it hasn't even been 48 hours I mean so um, you know life moves fast in a lot of ways and life can move fast in the NFL especially because it's a matter of like you got to move on to week two and Jake touched on it but you know the Cowboys already had an advantage against the Jets and that you know it was a short week for them they're playing on Monday night football right and they have to travel so they have to you know finish the game Monday night and then travel on Saturday and you know the Cowboys are at home obviously and you know they played a late game on Sunday I get that but um, so the Jets are already you know everything's already condensed and then you factor in all this and all the kind of media things that are a part of this press conferences and stuff and so um, it's going to be really interesting to see what the Jets look like thank you Bear uh, without Aaron Rodgers and in the full Zach Wilson sort of experience. But uh, again, my big thanks to Jake for taking the time to join us and to, to educate us a little bit. Uh, if you're going to be there, hopefully he sees you. Hopefully uh, you're able to break bread with him or bump fists or something. But um, yeah, it's uh, look, I know the hype is, is really high when it comes to the Cowboys right now. Um, and I think we've all been there before. Uh, and and we've all been been burned there before. That kind of goes back to what I said at the beginning, right? Like nobody knows except for us what it's like to fall flat on our faces after a big time start. And I, I mentioned this, um, and I've been you know kind of talking about it all week. But if the Cowboys are to win on Sunday, they'll get to two and zero. And the last time this team was two and zero was two thousand and nineteen, and they actually got to three and zero. And the offense looked incredible through the first three weeks of the season. That was the first year under Kellen Moore as offensive coordinator, right? Um, you know, that was the first full season with Amari Cooper, and it just kind of felt like they were going to steamroll through teams all the way through. And not only did they lose the next three games and fall to 3-3, three and three, but they missed the playoffs entirely. And it's really difficult um, to start off 3-0 and and miss the playoffs. But the 2019 Cowboys did it, and that's why they ultimately made a change at head coach and, and other things moving on from Jason Garrett to Mike McCarthy. But the reason I bring that up is not to remind you of the house of horrors that we've lived in for a long time, but um, they were 3-0, and and then they lost three games in a row, obviously. And that third one was to the Sam Darnold-led Jets. And not just the Sam Darnold-led Jets, but the Sam Darnold making his return from having mono Jets. Um, it was about as memeable of a loss as the Cowboys have had in recent history, and there have been a lot to choose from in that very special category. So um, nothing is promised. Nothing is guaranteed. And that's why I'm saying, like, I'm with you. I'm with everyone. This looks – this is a Super Bowl contending team, uh, but – just because you won 40 to nothing in week one guarantees you nothing. And, you know, we said that last year about the Eagles, right? You know, you can blow out all these teams and, and it, you know, I, I want us all to enjoy it. But, you know, we need to go week by week. I know that's a, a lame cliche, but um, it is true. So big thanks again to Jake. Big thanks to you, whoever you are, wherever you are and however you are. Um, looking forward to, um, you know, football season continuing on. Looking forward to experiencing with all of you. If you want to follow me and interact with me on Twitter or Instagram or threads, I am at RJ Ochoa on TikTok, RJ.Ochoa. My email is RJ.Ochoa at SBNation.com if that is more your speed. I've been talking about this recently. Uh, I talked about
talked about it on the mixtape. I watched Pulp Fiction for the first time last week. So uh, congratulations to me. So if you have a recommendation on a classic um, that I haven't seen, I know you don't know which ones those are, but I would like to hear them. I'm kind of looking to, you know, uh, fill in the gaps in those really weird pop culture holes that I have. So I would appreciate any kind of recommendations in that capacity. For now, I bid you adieu. You've got a brand new episode of Riled Up coming on later on today. Tomorrow, brand new episodes, of course, of Girls Talking Boys and the Star Seminar. Then Saturday, the World's Team to wrap us up as we get set for Sunday. And then you'll hear from me on the live post-game show that we stream on the Blog and the Boys YouTube, Twitch channels, and, of course, on our Facebook page. Uh, finally, actually, last thing, on Wednesday, we hit two million downloads for the calendar year of 2023 on the blog on the boys podcast network i i I get emotional like this all the time but it's it's because it's so true i you know if, if i could talk to the high school version of myself um, that would just obsess about this team and, and would annoy all my friends and, and people. And, and, you know, and, and it felt like at the time, nobody understood it. It felt like nobody had a kind of passion that, that couldn't match what I had about this team. Nobody, nobody kind of lived and died with the team the way that I did. Um, and so I'm, I'm so very proud of our staff. Um, I mean, of just everyone, our podcast network is so talented. Tony Catalina, Aiden Davis, Mark Lane, Sean Martin, Brandon Laurie, David Howman, Brandon Clements, Chris Halling. Um, I mean, Joey Ikes, Connor Livesy, Tom Ryle, Roy White, Kelsey Charles, Meg Murray, Danny Phantom, Rabble Rouser, Paul Stewart, and, and all the people who have gone on to do other things that have been a part of other shows we've done here in the past. Jess Navarez, obviously, uh, you know, doing her thing, killing it. Dave Sturchio, all the people that we have had kind of roll through here um, throughout the years has just been, you know, really, it's been so much fun. And I, I'm so appreciative that all of you um, give us your time because that is something that you cannot get back. And so it makes us very proud that you enjoy talking about um, analyzing, breaking down, lamenting over the Dallas Cowboys with us. And so uh, from the bottom of our hearts, uh, we thank you. We're excited to see what numbers we can do uh, throughout the course of the regular season, given that we're only one week in. Um, so yeah, here's to the rest of 2023. Um, as Kevin said in, uh, you know, at the end of American Pie, to the next step. Uh, <laughs> I hope you all have a, a wonderful Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I'll see you Sunday after the game. But as I say all the time. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.